Which I asked you what the host of this party was going to be serving up today. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it. Maybe a little bit more difficult to find a cold beer in Provo, but the Razorbacks are coming back to Fayetteville with a victory over the BYU Cougars. We're going to break it all down as well as talk about Sam Pittman answering the call. And into the bye week we go here on the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. It's always a lot more fun whenever the Razorbacks win. And uh, I know a lot of you made the trip out to Provo. I was one of those, and uh, that was on one of the reasons why I was unable to do the podcast uh, late last week had some technical difficulties that I will not get into because it'll just make me mad again. But either way, uh, Arkansas wins the game on the road against BYU by a final score of 52 to 35. And it was honestly a uh, a really beautiful game and for a lot of different reasons, which we'll break down and and uh, talk about and have some fun with and try to give some uh, indication of you know what it meant and, and, and everything. And so, uh, but... First off, I, I want to go into just uh, the, the quick reactions and from the game and just the, the quick observations from it. This is the type of game, honestly, that if Arkansas is going to win the rest of the season, this is how the games are going to look. These, this is how Arkansas is going to have to win games going forward. I think we've recognized that uh, now for quite a while, but... You're going to have to go out and score a ton of points and just come up with two or three stops, maybe two or three turnovers, however it needs to happen, and just score the football at will. Doing it on the ground, through the air, however, this is the recipe for it. And you gave up 35 points to BYU. You gave up three hundred over 350 yards passing to Jaron Hall and three touchdowns. He did throw one interception. But if you look at the other games that Arkansas has won this year, it, it's kind of the same thing. Kind of reminded me almost of like the Missouri State game in a, in a way. Their quarterback had a ton of passing yards and everything, but you kept them from running the ball. In this game, BYU had only 115 yards rushing, 3.8 yards a carry. That was it. And you, as an offense, went out there and absolutely destroyed them in both passing and in rushing. Rocket Sanders, of course, had a huge game, a career high uh, for rushing attacks. 15 carries for 175 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I was averaging 11.7 yards a carry. Not too bad. Even A.J. Green had a nice game, 11 carries for 51 yards. K.J. ran for 10, 10 times for 32 yards. And so you were averaging close to seven yards a pop uh, on the ground, which as we know, is a recipe for Arkansas success. And as we know, that they're always going to uh, have at least a puncher's chance of winning the game as long as they uh, take care of business in that regard. But the other side of it, too, is not only did you have a great rushing attack, but the passing game for our king, K.J. Jefferson, 29 of 40, 367 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions as well. 
And the most impressive thing I believe about KJ's game is not only his decision making and all of that and, uh, you know, not making mistakes, but also in the fact that not one receiver had over 100 yards. Now, Matt Landers had a phenomenal game. He had nearly 100 yards. He had 99 uh, with three touchdowns. Didn't have a touchdown all season, but got three in this game. That was awesome. But you had Knox with with, uh, 66 yards. You had Hazelwood with 42. uh, DeBinion with 40. Keytron Jackson with 55. A.J. Green with 45. So you were really sharing the football in the passing game to where it wasn't just one player killing it or one player going for just a big gainer. Uh, You were very methodically throwing out different passes, different routes, different play calls to all different players. And so I believe offensively and defensively, you know, this is just the way it's going to be. This is the type of game that you're going to play. Not to say that uh, you're going to be fine giving up 350 yards through the air, but this is what this team is. And so it was just nice to see them not only fight through some adversity, not only, you know, have some get punched in the mouth a couple of times and bounce back, but also find some consistency in the offensive uh, game as well. But, you know, Arkansas still has some things, you know, there were still, uh, you know, too many penalties. Some of them, I don't know, were all warranted, uh, especially considering, you know, some of the pass interference calls I wasn't a huge fan of, but Arkansas had a few things that happened that was really beneficial. Like for instance, they went six to seven on red zone chances. And the only one they missed was on that final drive with you know seconds left where they're unable to put it in, should have put it in, but they didn't. But you converted when you were in the red zone, you controlled the clock. Um, I mean, you, you did have seven penalties for 98 yards. It's a lot of yards, but uh, I think like half of those penalties were pass interference, if not more than half. Um, but you, you also had, if you just look at the total offensive yards, if you want to do the math on it, I mean, to, that's just stupid for... <laughs> 644 yards, 644 yards. You were averaging nearly eight yards per play. So just a great performance overall to get back into the win column and the importance of it uh, was vital. And I I think that there's just a few observations that you can take from this game and and breaking it down and kind of giving the uh, the feeling of, you know, what went right. Uh, First off, we know that KJ Jefferson, when he's in the game, he changes everything. I mean, he changes everything when he's in the game. Uh, nothing against Malik or any of those guys, but there's a reason why KJ's QB won. And there's a reason why things change, whether in the red zone or whether you're you know, on third and long, whatever it may be. There's a reason why defenses have trouble in this game. I mean, Arkansas converted, I think, 12 of 15 on third down. Disgusting. Disgustingly great, but disgusting. Um so KJ being in the game just gives you so many different options, and that's why he's QB one. That's why um, he, he's your best chance of winning and a best chance of having a great offensive game. And it's just great to have him back. I mean, if you would have had him against Mississippi State, do I think Arkansas would have won? I don't think so. I mean, I think Mississippi State's offense kind of has your way with you. But would you have been in a better position? I think so, absolutely. And it just shows you the difference that KJ Jefferson makes. So it was great to see him back and, and looking good. Five touchdown passes and can't ask anything more than that. Uh, Rocket Sanders fumbled early. Uh, he's had issues with holding on to the ball at times this year. Uh, I think that he honestly has, I think, four fumbles this year, maybe three or four. I know of three at least, uh, you know, Missouri State, Alabama, and now um, uh, BYU. But he makes up for it when he comes back out and, and has a great game like he did. So that was really good to see, you know, him bounce back after 
you know, fumbling the ball, putting it on the turf and uh, getting it going. So you have that. And defensively, honestly, my boy Hudson Clark, the no fly zone had a great game. Yeah, he had he had an interception and which was huge. And, and honestly, that's kind of the thing with the defense where they had times where this year where they've had opportunities to get turnovers or, you know, interceptions or, you know, are on fourth down, get a turnover on downs, whatever it may be. And they have failed at it. Like they have been unable to convert on it. And in this game, you saw them get the ball on or have a turnover on downs on BYU when it was fourth and short where they fumbled it, um, which led to a score for Arkansas. You had the pick by Hudson Clark. Then you had the fumble there late, uh, also by BYU, recovered by Hudson Clark. And it's just amazing how those things happen, the advantages it gives you to be able to, to make a score, make a play, and change the entire way of the game. And that's why it, it's just you gotta get you gotta take advantage of them. You gotta be able to uh make those plays. Cause like against Mississippi State, I know I keep bringing it up because we're it's it's two weeks ago, but but still it's like you look at that game and the amount of missed opportunities to to take to get picks, like how many times it hit it in the fender's hands. How, what what changes in that game if Arkansas holds on to half of those? You know, like what how does that change everything and gives you momentum, puts you in a great field position, whatever it may be? It changes things. So in this game, it changed things. And it's it's like there it is. Like that's that's how you do it. Like this team's gonna give up a lot of passing yards. That's true. They're gonna uh, you know, go up against uh some really good teams the rest of the way, really good offenses. That's true. But Arkansas's offense is good enough when it's clicking on all cylinders. By the way, I thought Kendall Ross called his best game of the year. When it's clicking on all cylinders, it's amazing how beautiful it is and how effective it is and how tough it is to stop. And then defensively, if you're like you're not going to stop the pass, but if you can just get some turnovers, have some uh, just little stops here and there. You don't have to stop them all the time, but just little stops here and there to put the offense in position. This is the type of result that you see from it. So it's just amazing to me how everything changes when you just are able to convert on those opportunities or those mistakes by the other team and go out there and win. And that's what Arkansas did in this game. Uh, just a really good moment, really good game for Arkansas and really honestly needed needed it so desperately, so desperately. And and, and honestly, you got to give a lot of credit to Sam Pittman, which we'll talk about him uh, here in just a second. But first, folks, the numbers don't lie. Uh, in the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't have to earn the trust of that many of that many people without doing something right. So at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my home. They protect you with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. Anytime that I'm gone, I was gone in Provo. I was over there in Utah. And I know that when I left, uh, my dog Rowdy was in good hands. My podcasting equipment was in good hands. You know, my my furniture, my uh, my my appliances, everything that I value in my life that I own in my possess in my possession was taken care of because I knew Simply Safe was going to be there for me if anything happened. So with twenty four seven professional monitoring, Simply Safe agents call you the moment that there is a threat detected and dispatch police and first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or if you can't be reached. So customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your very first month for free. Visit Simply Safe. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash locked on college to learn more 
There's no safe like Simply Safe. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, um, I, I want to give a huge shout out to Sam Pimmon and the coaching staff of answering the call. Uh, I did a podcast last week talking about a defining moment for Sam Pittman. And a lot of you agreed. Uh, and some of you just didn't understand what I was saying as I found out. But it was a defining moment for Sam Pittman and this staff to go into this game and not only uh, be able to play well, but be able to win this game if you wanted to really save the season, if you will. You're four and three. Right now, you were four and three last year heading into the bye. You're four and three again this year. No one's saying that that's great. No one's saying that that's what above out everybody thought. But you got five games left on your schedule where if you win just two of them, you're in a bowl game and you still have opportunities in front of you to even have a better season than what you had last year. It's just a matter of how you you come up with it. But Sam Pittman, and, and you know, the he came under fire. There was a lot of criticisms getting thrown his way and people were very upset. You know, he looked at the comp. You just look at the comment section on our podcast on the YouTube page. And you can see how upset people were last week with the uh, performance by Arkansas against Mississippi state performance by coordinators, coaches, and everybody like that. And Sam Pittman, you know, he pays attention to it. In fact, here's a funny clip at the end of the his press conference after the BYU game. And he kind of put a lot of things into perspective and kind of where he was at with it as well. Oh my God! Could you imagine getting on that plane? We're losing. Oh my Lord! Hearing how terrible I am and all that. I mean, and how bad I need to fire KB and all this kind. Of, come on, the men score fifty. We score fifty two. I'm not getting into that. But what I am getting into is, I'm so happy that we won, and I'm gonna get on that plane with my beautiful wife and our team and enjoy the heck out of we're off tomorrow and i'm off and i don't know what i'm gonna do I need to go to church but i don't know what i'm gonna do but i know what i'm not doing and i'm not going in the office i'm we're off so sam Bateman talks about going into just the the bye week and how he's approaching i love his you know comments of just uh, i'm off knowing that i'm going to enjoy the win and he, he kind of he does this in the most sam Pittman way of responding to a lot of the criticism that was thrown his way, that's thrown Kendall Bryles' way, that was thrown to everybody's way of saying how bad he is, how bad he sucks, and firing Kendall Bryles. And it's just funny because, again, anybody, I, I saw so many posts, too, that were talking about Kendall Bryles in this game. I'm like, if you criticize Kendall Bryles after this game, you're an idiot. You're an idiot. And, like, there's a lot of things wrong with this team that you can name, but that's not one of them. Anyways, Sam Pittman just... He sees things. He understands things. He knows how fans feel. Uh, he may not always respond to them in the way that uh, some people may be used to, or maybe other coaches want to respond. But overall, that's how that's how he that's how he does it. That's how he feels about it, and that's honestly the the way it is uh, with him and how he approaches coaches and fans and all that stuff too. But you got to give a lot of credit. Like it could have been easily going awry. It could have been completely spiraling out of control. This team, you, you've lost the team. You've lost the will to win. You've lost all this and that and the other. Um, this team is horrible. Like, there could have been all of this stuff going on. Going into BYU on the road, like, 
you could have limped into the bye week and not had any sort of performance worth feeling good about. But you didn't. This team didn't. This staff didn't. They went out there and they won the game. Now, they gave up a lot of points. I guess it wasn't like, you know, a perfect game, a dominant game even, at least not in the defensive type, type of thing. But you needed a game like this where not only you win, but you do some things that you struggled with, like getting turnovers defensively. You opened up the passing game and really made them pay. You were able to run the ball effectively and consistently throughout the entire time. You had good special teams plays. You had good punts. Yeah, you had a lot of penalty yards, but your penalties actually were scaled back a bit. And again, I didn't agree with some of those penalties. You played better. That three-game losing streak was tough, but you played better. And honestly, that's all we can ask for at this point in time is just getting better. Just get better. Get better from here on out. It's not going to be easy. It's not going it's never is in the SEC. But considering all the injuries that Arkansas had in the secondary, which we'll talk about in the bye, considering, you know, the the way that people were viewing this team and talking about this team and talking about this coaching staff, they went out there and they just blocked it all out and got it done. And so to me, that deserves a lot of credit to Sam Pittman. To me, that shows a coach that, you know what, he may not always be perfect. He may not win a national championship at Arkansas. Like, we don't we don't know really the ceiling of, of Sam Pittman. But we do know that no matter what, his teams are always going to go out there and play their hardest. Like, they're not going to give up. They're not going to quit. They're not going to feel sorry for themselves. They're not going to start doubting themselves. They're not going to start saying, woe is me, all is bad, whatever. This team is always going to go out and give it their all. They don't always win, but they're going to give it their all. And I love that about the team. You know, sometimes you you wish that things like you know you look back at that A and M game. You know, like you could be five and two right now. You should be five and two right now at the least, five and two. But you're not. You're four and three. But you got chances in front of you. You got opportunities in front of you. You can switch everything around. But I just feel like there's a lot of credit that gets thrown that needs to be thrown to Sam Pittman's way. He's still got five games left, and a lot of things can change, but. This team continues to play hard. We see other teams in college football that had high expectations or went through a stretch of rough play, and it it's all bad. Everything's bad. People are jumping ship. Everyone's talking about how bad the coaching staff is. Some guys are getting fired. Whatever it may be, not at Arkansas. Not at Arkansas. And I love that, and I hope it stays that way for a very, very long time. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments. Team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all of your sports wagering information with live betting up and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf, head to BetOnline.net or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Into the bye week we go, finally, get there. I mean, this is probably the most important thing about this game is not only winning it, but getting into the bye week to get everybody healthy, which Sam Bittman even said after the game that uh, he believes uh, all the people besides the two guys who are out for the season with Catalan and Ladarius Bishop Besides those two guys, everybody that's been hurt 
We'll be back for Auburn next Saturday on the road. Include Slusher, Jaden Johnson, um, all those guys will be back. And this is where it gets very curious to me. And I don't want to try to start giving out any false hope or start trying to feel any certain way about it or feeling too good about it. But honestly, I look at Arkansas's health situation and how impactful it's been this year. Like there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. It's been extremely impactful. They've dealt with injuries probably more so in the secondary than anybody else in the country. So now when you hear Sam Pittman say, we expect everybody to be back for Auburn, that starts to make you say, okay, so if they get everybody back and the secondary is actually better against an Auburn team that offensively isn't very good, maybe we can make this work. Maybe we can beat Auburn on the road. And not only that, but maybe we could win the majority of our games left on our schedule because what's been the biggest issue? The secondary. Well, the secondary gets healthy. What could happen in the last five games? What could happen last year after the bye week? Arkansas was playing their best football. Still lost to Alabama, but only by a touchdown. It was the only game they lost at the end of last season. What if they do that again? Something similar. But wait, Bama's not left on the schedule, is it? In fact, most of the teams left on the schedule are pretty winnable games. Ole Miss will be the most difficult one, but you have that one at home, and Ole Miss's defense can't stop anybody, so maybe you could outscore them. Starts to make you really think. Starts to get you a little bit of hope, a little bit of feel-good about it, a little bit of confidence, a little pep in your step of saying, you know what? Just maybe this can get turned around and really be great. I mean, could they win the go five and zero in the last five games? Be a stretch, be tough. But are you telling me that there's a game left on their schedule they have zero percent chance of winning? I ain't buying that. So imagine if this team finished out five and zero. Imagine if they got everybody healthy and they finished out five and zero and finished the year nine and three. I'd be really mad because that A&M game would still sting because my 10-2 and two prediction would have been correct, but still, it's, it's whatever. But still, they, they can do that. It's possible. It's not likely, but it's possible. And getting everybody healthy is crucial to this team and to this game against Auburn and everything, but that's what the bye week's for. Just get all of the type of medical attention and therapy, whatever, like give them all the Gatorades and just get them back to being healthy as possible. They might be able to do something with it. They might be able to turn it around, but this bye week could not come at a better time. And especially having some momentum after a win heading into that bye week, it, it's just crucial. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see how it's in the season ends. I'm excited to see what they do in this final game stretch. And also, honestly, I'm excited to see them possibly finally beat Auburn because I'm sick and tired of them losing to Auburn. They haven't beaten Auburn since 2015. And it's just been annoying because there's no reason for it. And get some revenge, man. Wouldn't that be a great thing to do on the road as well? But as we know, things happen in Auburn. But that's next week. This is bye week. We're resting too. We're having a good time with it as well. But I appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.